0: The Jets are taking blows from several angles, crotch shot allegations are making the rounds on the internet from Sunday's game, and men shedding tears. When is it hot and when is it not? All that, plus the latest on Travis and Taylor is coming up. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome on into Outkick the Morning. I am your host, Charlie Arnold joining me in studio, former New York Jet, Eric Coleman. And we have a lot to talk about as far as the Jets are concerned. Not the greatest of subjects, but, you know, you've been there, you've done that. I'm going to need very honest answers from you. All
1: right, I got, I'll I'll give you my best.
0: (laughs) Give me your best, (laughs) that's all we can ask for. Uh, Okay, so there was a lot of things that happened in the game. Uh The Jets are hurting in more ways than one. Sunday's game, a blow to their confidence and also elsewhere. After the Jets lost their 15th straight game to the Patriots on Sunday, Sauce Gardner accused Mac Jones of hitting him where the sun don't shine. Use your imagination. Gardner posted this video on X as evidence, along with the caption, quote, Posting this so I don't get fined, LOL. Marshawn Lynch vibes for sure there with that caption. Uh, But (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the jury, as you just saw, the evidence seems to hold. You can clearly see Jones get up and then attempt to take a whack at Gardner before he's pushed away. Now, this all happened in the final quarter of the game. And this is after Jones was tackled by linebacker C.J. Mosley during a quarterback sneak. Gardner said after the game that this was the first time that's happened to him. But does he regret how he handled it? He told reporters he didn't really know how to react, uh, but it was a knee jerk response. And can you really blame the guy? Eric, a crotch shot in the middle of a game. Mm. Okay, A, has this ever happened to you?
1: That has never happened. That's completely out of pocket. It's never happened, nor have I ever. Wait, wait, given quite
0: literally, one. as we just out of pocket.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's out of pocket, and this doesn't surprise me for Mac Jones. He looks like one of those like troublemaking kids that would try to do something like that and then run away with his hands behind his back. Yeah,
0: and and Mac Jones is is had people have said in the past he's been someone that's prone to like making jabs and like, not like, I won't say injury prone, you know, it's not like yeah. he's purposely trying to hurt players, but some players have come after him in the past for similar type things. Yeah,
1: he has, he has a bad attitude. You've seen him throw tantrums on the sidelines. Uh, you know, the whistle had blown on this play where he did the quarterback sneak and he continued to try to run over CJ Mosley. That's why Mosley slammed him on the ground. Then he starts a fight and he brought all this upon himself and it's because of his, his, his bad attitude. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me coming from Mac
0: Jones. Okay, what would you do? If you oh. were Sauce Gardner in that game, in Mac Jones or who whomever else, I don't even care, quarterback, whatever player, tried to take a swing at you know your nether region. I would
1: have had the same reaction as Sauce. <laughs> I mean, you try to hit me down there. That's 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 literally below the belt. Yeah, you know, there, there's a, there's kind of a code with players. We take care of each other. You don't try to hurt each other. Um, there was a time where I got in a fight with Jeremy Shockey at training camp. We we got a big brawl. We're underneath. One of my teammates' helmets coming off. And Jeremy Shockey's trying to keep his helmet on to protect him because there's kind of a code amongst yeah. the players. You can fight amongst each other, but you can't go below the belt. That's yeah, and good.
0: even in UFC fights, you'll see if there is a crotch shot, they'll stop yeah, the like, fight, you know, and give the guy a few seconds to cool off. Because, listen, I can't say I, I understand from personal experience. Thank goodness. Could you imagine if I could? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I imagine it
1: isn't too... Oh, it's, it's the worst feeling in the world. I mean, it's, it's accidentally happened. It takes all your breath away. It's, it's just, like, come on, man. Let's not do that, Mac.
0: Okay, so You're there, was, there that. was that drama in the game, but it also looks like now the other quarterback in this AFC East rivalry showdown is also taking some heat. So Zach Wilson, he had a golden opportunity, as we all know, handed to him literally directly on a silver platter, and yet he has managed to screw that up royally Right now, he has just a 57% passer rating. At the end of last season, Wilson became the first player since the NFL merger to record the worst passer rating in the NFL for two straight years. Now, already this season, after three weeks, Wilson is once again at the bottom of the league in that category. Even so, head coach Robert Sala calls Wilson the team's best option and says, for now, they will continue to roll with him.
1: Robert, do you guys plan to add um, another quarterback here in the coming days? And if so, what caliber of quarterback are you looking to add, and what will his role be? Yeah, um, we're, we are going to look through some things, but um, but I do want to make it very clear, uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this uh, excited for him and like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get.
0: Okay, so Zach Wilson is still the guy, at least, in Robert Sala's imagination. But Jets legend, Joe Namath, uh, who is known to spout out at at the mouth a little bit more, says after years of watching this dumpster fire, he's now not just pointing the finger at the Jets quarterback, but also at men like Robert Sala and the rest of the Jets coaching staff. Listen to what he had to say.
1: I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson, all right? I've seen enough, has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. How can a coach say the locker room's together? How many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You gotta get people in there that are competitors and wanna fight to win. These guys don't have to be in love with each other, and if they if they're saying they're in love with each other, they're BSing you, and you got to get rid of them top to bottom.
0: Okay, so Eric over here was just laughing the whole way through that soundbite from Joe Namath. So where do you stand on this? Because here's the thing: I understand optics are very important, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just even if the team feels like there might be someone better out there, or maybe Zach Wilson isn't playing. To the level of expectation, they can't say that out loud because then it just puts kind of a, I guess, a gray cloud over the entire team. Yeah, you're a bad and, team and puts right. unneeded attention where they're probably trying to distract from. Uh, but J- Joe Na- J- Joe Namath obviously is not in that same bubble, and he is <laughs> very loud and brash and speaks his mind all the time. So where do you stand? Well, as well, far as this of all, argument goes, with
1: Joe Namath, like he's only. Super Bowl winning quarterback in franchise history so he has the right and he just turned 80 I, I feel like once you turn 80 you have a free pass to say whatever the hell's on your mind yes. and, and Joe is definitely exercising that but uh, to I give him a lot of credit for what he said because a lot of the things that he said were true there's no way that that whole locker room is is everyone's happy yeah. with what's going on I know as a former defensive player when the, when the offense isn't clicking right there's a lot of tension there might be fights uh, and yes for maybe right now everything is okay mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, the guys on the defense, there's guys in that locker room, you see Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter was fighting with coaches, that doesn't just stem from frustration from the game, that stems from frustration with the quarterback position, the leader of your team not being an actual leader, so it it makes it tough for the the whole team, it's not going to last. So
0: right now, it's a bit of a unified front, but when does that change? At what point... Do the frustrations mount to the point where they say, okay, now now players are really going to start being vocal yeah. about what they want from their quarterback and whether they think that there's someone better out there who should be in his position? Well, yeah,
1: when, when jobs are on the line, when people start getting cut because of them losing, uh, whenever the losing continues to, to mount up, you know, guys get tired of losing. They came into the season with Super Bowl aspirations. Then your quarterback goes down in week one. Now all of a sudden we're almost giving up on the season with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a very frustrating situation. Situation. I've been in that position before, and you know I can tell you this. You
0: have been in that position before.
1: Yeah, I've been in the position where you're not winning. I've been in the position where guys don't perform. This is my this is my frustration. If, if me as a player, if I don't do my job, then on on Sunday. On Tuesday on our day off, when you come into the facility, there's going to be like seven guys working out that are free agents at your position because they're there to replace you. And it's super normal to come in on a Wednesday and have a new guy sit next to you because he didn't play well. It's been three years for Zach Wilson. At what point do the Jets say, "All right, this guy's not the guy. He can't play. Let's cut. Let's cut our bait and, and move on from him."
0: Have you? Is there anything that we don't know, as common folk, that we have not been privy to, as far as information goes? Like, have you heard anything that's rumbling within the Jets organization that points to otherwise than what they're saying publicly?
1: Yeah. Well, guys are definitely frustrated. You know, guys are frustrated with the situation, and you know, it starts with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt you know obviously that's a big disappointment for all the fans it's a big big disappointment for all the players but you know guys like Garrett Wilson who planned on having an all pro type season he was the offensive rookie of the year last season he was looking to make to elevate his game and then now all of a sudden he can't get the ball right he can't get the ball uh, in, in a good situation he's frustrated guys are really frustrated on the defensive side it makes it tough because now you're playing instead of going to play to make plays you're playing not to make mistakes yeah. and that's when you get exposed i also
0: feel like Zach Wilson just lacks the confidence. It's not even just from a skill perspective. I think a lot of it's his his mental game is off. You know, he's just so worried about messing up that ultimately when you're so worried about messing up, what happens? You mess
1: up. You mess up. Yeah. And, and that comes with playing quarterback in New York. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of pressure playing quarterback in, in, in this uh, city. You know, you have to have thick skin. You have to be able to fight through things. But you're right. There's no confidence there. You see him drop back on his fifth step. Typically, that ball's coming out. You have to trust your receiver. Mm-hmm. He doesn't trust his, himself. He doesn't trust his receivers. He's holding on to the football. And that's leading to, to sacks, turnovers, and a lot of frustration mm-hmm. from the team.
0: Well, I'm already starting to laugh a little bit uh, because I know that there's one thing that really helps take the pressure off of a person and it makes them not so hyper-focused on what they're saying or what they're doing. And that of course is uh, smoking a little ganja, like the kids <laughs> say. Uh, listen to this, everybody. Percy Harvin just made a bombshell of a confession, posting it on social media. Listen to what he had to say.
1: How often did you smoke, Percy? There's not a game. There's not a game. I played and that I wasn't high.
0: Okay, so Percy Harvin admitting to the world that there was not one single game that he did not play during his NFL career in which he was not high. Eric, I know that weed has become more popular. Mm -hmm. I mean, in general, right? A lot more people are smoking than they used to choosing smoking over drinking, Uh, but it's also being seen as a huge benefit in terms of recovery. Mentally and physically. So, as far as what you know, in how athletes are, are using marijuana uh, in the different facets of their game, like, is this something that you feel like is the case with a lot more players than we're realizing?
1: Absolutely. There there's a lot of guys that, that smoke before games. You know, I play there's there's a couple different makeups of guys when you when you play football. There's the, the guys that are super hyped up that are taking pre um, pre-workout before the game and they're listening to Metallica and they're getting hyped up. And there's other guys who have to <laughs> be more scary. cerebral. <laughs> yeah there's other guys have to be more cerebral about it. Like me myself, I was on the the, the other side where the I cerebral side or the cerebral hyped side. Up. Okay. The cerebral okay. side. Okay. I had to so you to would music. smoke weed
0: if you were still playing? No, it. I
1: never. I never was a weed smoker. I never. I never liked that. But I listened to slow music because I had to calm down. Because you get too stressed up, too stressed out, and you are worked up, and you can't play to your potential. There's a lot of guys that smoke. You know, you would have guys that smoke before the game just because they can't deal with the stress. We had guys that drank. You know, you heard Mar- Marshawn Lynch took t- a shot of Hennessy <laughs> before every game. <laughs> Certain <laughs> guys so handle it different ways. You know, we had a guy in our team that we called him the bartender because on Saturday before walkthrough. He would smell like a liquor. Like, he came straight from the bar to the game. And then on Sunday, he goes out there and makes every single play. You know, some guys are made up different, and, you know, I I agree with...
0: Okay, yeah, I will say one thing. Sometimes when you are hungover or not feeling so hot, you are, again, so worried about messing up that you, like, go into another, like, gear, I suppose, and then you just play ridiculous, or you... I don't know, Like I've had <laughs> I've had experiences like that, at least in my past, where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst day. Ends up being the best day, because mm-hmm. I was so... Locked in. Locked in. Um, okay, so, listen, I know that smoking obviously has its benefits before a game, because, like you said, it helps you to calm yourself. Also, after a game, for recovery purposes, obviously, cancer patients use weed mm-hmm. regularly. It's prescribed to them by doctors. Medicinal marijuana is hugely popular now, because it helps to take the pain away, calm the mind, but... There has to be some type of hazard, I would imagine, that also comes along with being under the influence, whether it's alcohol or drugs during a game. I mean, sometimes you just aren't thinking as clearly as if you were sober. So is there any type of, I guess, a danger that's presented from players being on the field while high.
1: You know, I don't think that there is a danger. These guys, you know, guys like Percy Harvin, guys who smoke weed uh, routinely, have been doing this since their college days, probably since their high school days, and that's just the way that they play. Uh, But, you know, you can't help but wonder, how good would you be if you didn't use these substances, if you didn't drink, if you didn't smoke before games? Would your potential really get tapped into and you'd be a better player? But, you know, overall, you know, every man out there on that field is their individual business. And if you can perform, if you can play at a high level, then kudos to you.
0: Well, I have I have a few thoughts. A, I have to imagine that when you're taking a hit, if you're high, it probably doesn't hurt quite as bad. Yeah. B, I just have a little anecdote. When I was in college, uh, I had a roommate once and she would smoke before she went to the gym every day. And I was baffled. I was like, what do you, <laughs> how, how does that even make sense? But she was like, it just helps me. She's mm-hmm. like, I have the best workouts. I'm like, okay, I feel like if that were me, I would get to the gym and just, like, sit there. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get some food right now. Um, but that's interesting. Okay, so we'll see. Maybe uh, now that's becoming more commonplace, more players will be. A lot more players than you think. More weed. outspoken about. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, as far as the NBA is concerned, mm-hmm. like, they're a lot more vocal about it because they, I think, were more at the forefront of weed being, um I won't say decriminalized, but yeah, I guess in a sense. Uh, now, I think as a part of their collective bargaining agreement, they actually, weed is no longer a banned substance as far as the NBA is concerned. I think you mm-hmm. said the NFL no longer even tests for they weed. They don't test for it. Okay, so all the sports teams seem, or leagues rather, seem to be moving in that same direction.
1: Outkick the Morning will be right back
0: after a short break. Stay tuned. Uh, Okay, on to uh, a little bit of a pivot here. Uh, This guy definitely probably has smoked some weed in his lifetime. And I just have to say one thing. I am now asking for the real Tiger King to please stand up because Joe Exotic, our favorite lunatic, well, besides Dr. Fauci from the pandemic, is back in the headlines threatening to sue Florida State quarterback Jordan Davis. Why, you ask? Uh, Because Davis has been donned the Tiger King after leading the Seminoles to wins over both LSU and Clemson in the opening months of the college football season. But now Joe Exotic feels like his identity is being stolen, and he is ready to take legal action, saying this, quote, Jordan Travis was six years old when I became the Tiger King. It is my trademark, my intellectual property, and I'm sick of others cashing in on my trademark just because President Biden cares nothing about me being wrongfully in prison in America. I will give any attorney 80% of a settlement to sue Jordan Davis. Uh, Okay, I mean, we already knew he was crazy. Yeah. But what do you think about this? I mean, the... The Tiger King trademark. I don't think Jordan Davis is all that concerned. I don't think he's imagining this is going to get into some embroiled legal battle. But, I mean, Joe Exotics, he's got to stay in the uh, Yeah, he's, the he's lost right? his
1: mind. Jordan yeah. Jordan Travis did... First of all, you don't give yourself a nickname. That's dawned upon you by fans, by people who watch the game. Probably a newspaper article wrote that he's the Tiger King. He's not going around saying that he's the Tiger King. So to go out, to threaten to sue him, uh, it's out of pocket. It's so funny. I also
0: love that he called out President Biden. Like, it just... wrongfully in I'm not prison. the biggest fan
1: of President Biden no, but no, what no. does he have to do No that with, has nothing
0: with him? <laughs> I mean there are plenty of people who are being wrongfully detained I'm sorry Joe mm-hmm. Exotic I would not put you in that box nah. You can stay in prison
1: You're not a victim Joe
0: No he's not a victim um what about Carol Baskin though mm. What Whatever happened to Carol Baskin Why is know. no one talking about Carol Baskin anymore
1: That was a- Listen, I like to thank them for getting me through the pandemic because that was some great entertainment. Uh, the Tiger King show, that that whole drama that was going on, that helped get a lot of people through all the the, 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 of the, the pandemic. dark days. Yeah, the dark yeah, days. Yeah,
0: definitely the dark days. <laughs> uh, but he's very motivated. About to pay a lawyer eighty percent of the set- a settlement if uh, Jordan stops using the trademark name. So we'll see what happens there. It'll be interesting. Uh, but. From what we were talking about all pandemic long to what everyone is talking about at this very moment, we cannot stop thinking about it. And that would be the new it couple comprised of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And now there is a new facet to the relationship that people are really investigating because her appearance, Taylor Swift's appearance at the Chiefs game, caused the biggest stir, the biggest commotion. We saw a million shots of her during the broadcast. But you can only imagine what it would have been like to actually be there in the stands hoping to get a glimpse of Travis Kelsey's new girlfriend. And now, fans, they are speculating. Just how did Taylor get out of Kelsey's suite without being spotted? Because there's no videos of her in the hallways. And now they're saying that she could be in this popcorn container right here being wheeled through the public areas. And a lot of people, I mean, you can already, people were clearly honed in on this popcorn container because there's video of it. (laughs) So I don't know, I actually, I tend to agree. I think she was in there. There's a lot of situations in which they take celebrities out in really bizarre, Mm -hmm. like on the clothing racks, or they put them in the popcorn canisters. You got to get crafty, I guess, Yeah, you have to
1: get crafty. I mean, there's close to 100,000 people at the game. Everyone knew that Taylor Swift was in the building. She would have been swarmed. Yeah, and the score was 41 to 10. So it wasn't like it was a close game where you're locked in on the game. I'm sure a lot of people left their seats, went to go find the suites to see if they can get a glimpse of Taylor Swift leaving the stadium. Have
0: you ever been in a popcorn container?
1: I've never, and I pray that I will never, ever have to be in a popcorn container.
0: I pray pray that I will be in a popcorn container because that means I've done something really special with my life.
1: (laughs) But, But imagine the girl that was pushing that popcorn container. If you have Taylor Swift in the popcorn machine and you're walking down, imagine how nervous you are. To, to make a mistake, oh yeah, push her down the stairs. Yeah, you actually something.
0: like tip it over. You're like, oh my god, I just injured Taylor Swift. Uh, that would not be good. Uh, so we we again are just speculating. We don't know for sure that she was in there. We we might never know, but the move never happened, and she was very shortly after reunited with her boo post game, and it was a little awkward. Uh, you can see them walking through the hallways, and we don't have sound for this, but it was just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, and I'm like, you guys. Seem like you've never spoken before. Like this seems like an arranged marriage. Yeah,
1: Travis Kelsey is like one of the smoothest guys yeah. that you ever. And seen. he was on the like field. real uptight. He's always dancing, you know, celebrating. He loves the spotlight. But when he was just walking with Taylor, it was awkward. It looked like he wanted to hold her hand, but she oh, yeah. didn't want to hold oh, it. And yeah, she's
0: like, "No, bro. <coughs> like we're not there yet." Oh, uh, well, I want to read also this fact uh, that we had talked about before the game. Um, I posted it on my Instagram earlier. Travis Kelsey gained over 250,000 Instagram followers last week, 80,000 on Sunday <laughs> alone. And I captioned it, maybe it's love or maybe it's dot, dot, dot. Because, I mean, Travis Kelsey, Here's my here's my theory. Mm-hmm. I think Travis Kelsey has dated a very different type of woman in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that he set his eyes on a Taylor Swift type because she was very different, right? And it was almost like, you know, it's like the chase. Part of it's the chase. I don't think I could ever get a girl like Taylor Swift. I mean, she's like the most, she she probably is the most famous celebrity on the planet, right? In the world, yeah. Yeah. And now that he has her, I feel like he's probably like, this is sweet. Like not only did I get the girl, but now I'm getting so much fame, way more fame than I could have gotten on my own. Mm
1: -hmm. So and he's, he's
0: really milking it. Yeah,
1: he's, I'm sure he's going to continue to milk it for his life after football. It's probably going to lead to it. I mean, you saw him on the the Pfizer commercials. Yeah. You see him on pretty much every single commercial out there. So maybe he's making a step And this feels like
0: football. when the Kardashians would date someone, like they would elevate, like Lamar Odom. Mm-hmm. Lamar Odom never would have been nearly as famous if he wouldn't have gotten married to Khloe. Right. And, you know, same with, like, some of the other athletes, um... Uh, Devin Booker yeah. dated Kendall Jenner, I and mean, people knew who Devin Booker was, but he became more mainstream. Mm. So these athletes, they're not just popular now in sports, they're getting more mainstream.
1: Yeah, what does Taylor Swift get out of it though?
0: Uh, Taylor Swift actually, um, I think she, I don't know, maybe NFL fans like her yeah, more? Yeah, she
1: got some more fans, It's true.
0: Yeah. I guess, I, I don't really think she gets much of anything out of it, though. Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I don't think this is gonna last. I've said it, I will say it again. I do not see the longevity in this one, but it, it's still fun. I it's still it fun and I can't wait to keep talking about it every single day. <laughs> uh, okay, something else I really wanna talk about is that Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, Orion Keckery, he had his MLB debut in front of a very emotional father this past weekend. You saw his father, he was absolutely bawling in the stands. And it got me thinking. You know, it's not the most typical sight To see a man in public crying, but there are certain circumstances in which it's justified. So I took to social media to find out when a man cries, is it hot or is it not? So here's the responses that I got on social media. And and Eric, I'm just warning you. You know, you might, you might take offense to I a few of these. There might be a little bit of, of, of I won't call it man bashing, but critiquing going on here. So uh, let's roll the first tweet, and I will give you my honest response. Okay. Is it acceptable for a man to cry while watching his son score his first touchdown in pee wee football? To which I say, absolutely not. Because here's the thing. The difference between Orion's father and the stands is that that was... His MLB debut. Okay, your son has clearly accomplished something very special. All right, he's made it to the big leagues. I'm sure he's had many other tiny milestones along the way. Acceptable, to, acceptable to cry there. Not acceptable to cry. Pee wee touchdown. That's almost like a participation trophy. Not, not quite yet. Let's wait till the son does something a little bit. I'll say more grandiose, okay? You you can't let the son think that he can just get away with making one little touchdown at the age of, what, six years old and you're just going to bawl your eyes out. That's not setting a good good example for your son. Okay, tweet number two. Watching The Notebook. Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) Also, if you are a man that watched the Barbie movie and cried even for a split second. I have absolutely no respect for you. Uh, Hopefully you are not that man, and if you are watching the show, as much as I want every single viewer here, uh, you are no longer welcome to be watching (laughs) Outcake the Morning. On to the next one. Birth of my kids, I don't care if it's hot or not. It happened uncontrollably, and there is nothing I can do about it. Okay, sir, you are justified. Your child's being born, and this is probably one of if not the single most greatest moment of your life. This deserves some tears. And actually, if I was the wife on the table, having just given birth, I would really respect my husband for having so much emotion as far as myself and the kid was concerned. So this is justified. You are definitely allowed to cry after your child is born. Next one. Seeing his bride walk down the aisle for the first time. Okay. So I know I just told you it was acceptable for the man to cry when you go into labor and have the baby. It is not acceptable to cry when the woman is walking down the aisle. There are too many people there. And it's just, I just feel like it's not the example that you want to be setting. Okay. You are already declaring yourself the beta in your marriage because there's a good chance that you might be crying. And if your bride is not crying while walking down the aisle, that's just sad, empathetic. So no, not justified. Men do not cry when your bride is walking down the aisle. Do it you know, do it, do it in a private setting. If, if you must cry after the fact. Okay. Next one, every Sunday night after the NFL games end, and I didn't win the draft Kings million. <laughs> okay. This is justified. I get it. My goal in life is to become an instant millionaire. I play the lottery all the time. I'm not much of a sports gambler because I don't have much luck in that. I just like to do the quick pick on the Powerball and the mega millions. And hopefully things go my way, but I get it. I always, I always amp myself up to the point where I'm like, that's it guys. I'm about to win $585 million. No one's ever going to see me again. This will be my last time hosting the show. Uh, And alas, every night I am left disappointed. So I get it. It's a huge buzzkill and and probably worth some tears. Okay, next one. When your team loses 70 to 20, hashtag Broncos. Oh, this was a doozy. This game, uh, 70 points isn't even something you normally see in a football game. But I'm going to say in this situation, not acceptable. You can't cry over sports, all right? Sports are one of the only things in our life that should bring us joy. And even one of the reasons I got into sports was because I was a news reporter for so long, and sports was, like, uplifting compared to the, you know, multiple homicides I was covering on a regular basis on the news side. So here's my thing. We watch sports to be uplifted. It's a fun time. It's an escape from all of the dark, dismal things going on in the everyday world. Not an excuse to cry. Please do not be that guy. Although Jets, I mean, not Jets fans. I actually am, I think that was a Freudian slip. Jets fans, I am sorry for you. Broncos fans, also sorry for you. Next one, pet dying. Okay, pet dying. I can get behind it if it's a dog. Man's best friend. But if you have a pet turtle or a goldfish in an aquarium and you even dare to shed one tear, I will totally be judging you That is not okay, but a dog, absolutely. I feel like that's justified. I can't even imagine how I would feel if my dog died. Next one, I had this convo with some friends and I say it's only the death of a loved one, but told I was dead inside, but that's my take. Okay, first of all, I agree with you. I think if a close loved one dies, that is absolutely justifiable to shed some tears. All right, I understand. But also, sir, who are your friends? You might need to find a new friend group because if all of them are saying that there's so many other examples of times that a man should be able to cry, mm, I don't know if I have as much respect for them. I mean, also, what are you all doing just sitting around talking about when it's justifiable for a man to cry? Is that what men talk about these days? Is that what men talk about these days? That's weird. Isn't that's weird, right? Uh, we'll get into that in just a second, because I think I have some more thoughts on on how men should be conducting themselves, especially uh, when they're just among each other. Uh, number nine. This one is epic during a prostate exam. And now I will say, and thank goodness, I've never had a prostate exam, uh, but it sounds horrible. And I, I, I guess if, if it's just that bad, then, yeah, you can cry. I'm not going to I'm not going to pass any judgment about what you do during your prostate exam. Like, I just don't feel like I hold the um, I hold any type of clout to pass any judgment based on what you're doing in those probably pretty awful moments. So do your thing, guys. And finally, never let anyone see you cry. It shows weakness, unless it's your dog. Then it's okay to maybe get misty-eyed, but that's it. Uh, and here we go. Back to the point of the men having the discussion about when it's acceptable to cry. Shouldn't be having this discussion. If you must have it, you have it with your dog, where there could never be any record of you having this conversation. But again, I have a little bit of respect for this man, you know? He's macho, he's sticking with it, and uh, he is sticking by the terms that a man should never cry in front of anyone for any reason. Okay, so obviously I went off the rails a little bit here. But I have to ask you, Eric, do you agree or disagree with some of the things I said, starting with the prostate exam?
1: Um, well, I agree with the prostate <laughs> exam. <I'll, laughs> you can handle that however you see fit, because that's that's a, a violation right there. But a, a lot of those, I disagree on you with. Oh, my my son last year had his first touchdown. You cried. In Pee-wee, I was videotaping and I was you yelling cried. for him. I got choked up.
0: No, I got choked up a little bit. I, okay, but, so here's the thing, though. Are you gonna cry at every baby milestone that your kid has. I might. I might. You might. Okay, so you're an emotional man. I'm,
1: I'm i became emotional after I had kids. Or but I I okay. did cry when my wife came down the aisle. Mm. I started crying. Oh,
0: he's a very was, emotional there were, man. They were
1: manly tears though. They were they were tough tears. Oh yeah? And I'll tell you what, I'll give you one secret. This is one thing my wife jokes with me. Ten times out of ten, I'm going to cry on those military videos, okay, when, when a soldiers deployed and they come back and surprise their family. Well,
0: and the, probably the videos, the um, the commercials, the pet commercials, the adopting when they play the I will remember. You know that <laughs> it's uh, it, it does it like kind of shakes you up a little bit. Um, okay, so bottom line though, there's a big debate about you know masculinity and, and you know showing your feminine side, and there's you know kind of a push and pull happening here. Yeah. I, I I just really like masculine men. Yeah. But Eric, I got to be honest. You're a very masculine man. I would never ever <laughs> ever look at you, even after you saying these things, and judge you for for crying because I, I think at the end of the day you are still like you you uphold all of the values that a man should. Yeah, I appreciate and uh, that. but you know there are some men out there I think that take it a little too far, right? Like hurt feelings. Yeah. Not a reason to cry over hurt
1: feelings, or if you actually like physically get hurt, you yeah. can't cry from like an injury. Okay. That you're not, once you once you get older like once you become a man yeah. like when you're a kid when you when you smash your hand or something you can cry but as a man if you get hurt i don't care if you break a rib or you can't cry for that yeah so there, there's certain things that you can cry for and that you can't um you know kids family you know all that kind of stuff someone dying your pet dying yes i can see Wait, what all about a goldfish things. a goldfish Come no on. first of all as a man, why do you have a goldfish in the first place? <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Unless you have kids, but you know, I, I don't see getting emotional too much over a pet. I don't really have pets. I'm not like a pet guy. But with the kids and with with the the family stuff, with the military, okay, all that stuff. Oh,
0: I'm crying. And you know all what? Day. Listen, we love a, we love a masculine man, but we also you know, can appreciate when a guy is in touch with his feelings to a certain extent. So yeah. I think that what, should we should we just leave it there and yeah, we'll and, it there. and we'll continue this conversation on another day. I'm sure there'll be an I'm sure my mentions are flooded with lots of <laughs> other situations in which could be judged at this point. So uh, I'll have some fun getting into those. Uh, Eric, this has been awesome.
1: It's, it's amazing. Thanks for having yeah, me. No,
0: thank you. I uh, thank you for shedding light on the Jets. Thank you for shedding light on, you know, the you know, having keeping your man card despite you know, crying all the time. Now we all know Eric's a crier. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this was great and we're going to do it again tomorrow. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also hit the like, leave a comment and you know where to find me. I'm on social media at Charlie on TV right now. We have an ongoing thread as to when it is acceptable or not for a man to cry. So feel free. Go chime in there or if you have another topic that you think you need my judgment on because obviously I am, you know, hold a lot of importance in the world <laughs> as far as, you know, making determinations, uh, go ahead and leave it there. But until tomorrow, everyone, thank you for being here with us and we will see you then. Hey, looking for the hottest sportsbook offers at OutKick? Find exclusive promotion,
1: expert bets, latest odds. Get in the game at OutKick.com backslash bet.